I, I just say take chances. It's a good time to experiment. You know, be bold, be brave, be honest, and, and, and kind of listen to where you're coming from. What do you love? What's your obsession? I'm Peter Creighton, and welcome to The Looking Glass, a program that examines the stories behind personal interests. So it's come to this. Five episodes in, and already we've reached a clip show. Well, it's for a good reason, at least. I think I've mentioned this before, but my 9-to-5 job is overseeing a college radio station. I oversee the day-to-day operations of the station and help the students learn how to create and showcase their talents in radio broadcasting, all while helping them gain valuable professional experience. There really isn't another job like it out there, and frankly, I love every minute of it. One of the perks of working at a college radio station is you sometimes get to interview some amazing artists yourself. So while I was in very early pre-production mode on The Looking Glass, I was able to ask some of my storytelling heroes advice on how they put together or organize their stories. So that's what the theme of this episode is going to be. It's a little behind-the-scenes look at one part of what has inspired me to put myself out there and tell my own stories. When I'm down and out, the audio I'm about to share with you always inspires me to keep going. I call this entry the clip show of inspiration. But it's it's not just a golden age of podcasts for listeners. It's been an it's exploded the whole industry on the inside. Now, when I say to other people that I oversee a college radio station, a vast majority of them see this as a glitz and glamour position with no real consequences. Because I work at a college. What's there to worry about? Well, I can tell you that these are very uncertain times for college radio stations. The Great Recession hit colleges and universities hard. Many of them are still trying to recover financially. Some even took, in my eyes at least, drastic measures and began selling off their college radio stations to help ease some of the financial challenges they're facing. Which is sad, because I, like so many countless other people, found their voice and confidence at my college radio station. This leads me into my first guest. Nikki Silva is one half of the Peabody award-winning independent producing duo, The Kitchen Sisters. She has worked on some incredible shows, such as The Secret Lives of Girls, Fugitive Waves, and Lost and Found Sound just to name a few. I was able to speak with her earlier this year, and she shared some thoughts with me about the importance of college radio. Oh, I think it's huge. I think it's huge. It's not only huge for the students, which I I do think it is, because it's a great launching pad for whatever you want to do. I mean, you don't have to want to be a radio producer or a disc jockey to learn so much from being involved in radio. I think it's great for the institution. I think it's uh, it's a set of ears, you know, that's really to the ground. It it you guys are on the cutting edge. You know, the whole world is looking at the next generation and hoping and uh, praying for um, answers and for ideas. And I think that college radio is just an incubator, a great place for people to be experimenting and uh, you know pushing it out there. 
it doesn't matter if it doesn't work. It really, really doesn't. It, it's the experience. It's the, it's the process. It's learning how to present your ideas, how to tell a story in a way that's going to be convincing and, and uh, you know, really influence people. Even if it's a music show, you know, just the way you talk about the music, the way you draw people in and educate them about the music, convince them to listen and to push their boundaries, you know, those things those are huge and public speaking and i mean i can't speak i i'm just a big fan of college radio our our college radio station here in santa cruz kzsc at ucsc where davia started is great i mean they they play music and they have talk and they i i, I teach up there um you know every quarter or so i i go up and do a class with the kids that are doing the the shows and i learn so much from them i mean they're, you've got, they've got their ear to the ground, and they know what's going on. So I say yay. Yay on college radio. I, like Silva, see college radio as that first step in a journey to becoming a skilled broadcaster. Let's face it, you need to begin at the beginning. You need to learn to walk before you can run. And I'm out of cliche lines, but I think you get the point. My next guest is Eric Malinsky. He's the host of one of my favorite podcasts today called Imaginary Worlds. The show focuses on fantasy, science fiction, and how we are able to suspend our disbelief. It's amazing. I always find myself glued to my speakers when I'm listening to the latest episode of Imaginary Worlds. About a year ago, I was lucky enough to speak with Malensky about Imaginary Worlds. And I asked him if he had any advice for someone who was just looking at starting their own show. Here's what he had to say. The first thing I think is just to, is, is just to do a lot of listening, which I'm sure they're already doing. Um, just to listen to an incredibly – there's such a wide variety of storytelling styles out there. And I think it's really important to be really well-versed in, in what they all are. So, I mean, I think that a lot of – you know, and and then after that, if you want to get started, to sort of, and I think this is true with any artistic endeavor. You sort of look at what's out there. You look at the variety of people who are doing things well, and then you kind of try on different hats. You know, what is it like if I do an interview that's sort of like this show, or what is it like if I just do like an intense monologue with music that's just like this show? Um, and so, and I think that's true with every artist. You know, you you look at the people that inspire you the most, and then you just start aping them, to be honest. I mean, that's what when I hear artists being interviewed, they always say, yeah, if you look at the first stuff I did, you know, you can tell that I loved this other artist and everything I was doing was like the, my version of that. But that's what helped me find my voice, you know, to some extent. And, uh, you know, it takes, and, and it's also one of those, it also like every creative endeavor, you kind of just have to do it over and over again and, and experiment for a while. And, and then you get better and better. Um, you know, I used to, when I was younger, any artistic thing I wanted to do, I would sort of plan it obsessively for a really, really long time before I did it because I was always afraid that it would be mediocre. And you just kind of have to make it and allow it to be bad, um, you know, and just, uh, you know, just give yourself a lot of time to play before you, um, because that's the only way you can discover what your voice is, is going to be. Fear is a common thread that I face every time I work on this show. What happens if I do a bad show? Well, according to Belinsky, that's okay. You need to do bad radio. That's the only way you can learn. And he's right. 
But there's one more element that needs to be addressed. It's the actual act of creating. We all can think of great ideas, but if we don't do anything with them, then those great ideas are sort of wasted. That's the advice I received from director Michel Gondry. He's the director of such films as The Science of Sleep, The Green Hornet, and one of my all-time favorite movies, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. On his recent press junket for his new movie, Microbe and Gasoline, I asked Gondry if he, too, had any advice for aspiring storytellers. I think it's very important to finish project, their project, really, if you start something and you don't finish it, then the next time you do a project, you won't have any confidence to finish it. And, and then, even if it sucks and it doesn't really uh, reflect what you wanted to achieve, you can't really uh, evaluate that or learn anything if you have not the finished uh, project and the second advice is uh, start a project. So because a lot of uh, aspiring directors, they are very good at talking about projects, but uh, they very few actually make it happen. So you really have to find a way to shoot your film. And as well, the third advice is not to try... Uh, to be influenced by a visual director like Kubrick or Orson Welles. Uh, I really love this director, but you don't want to look at their film too much to do your first film and find a subject that uh, it's really personal to you. I mean, it's really what I think for myself, but if people ask me my opinion, it's, uh, it's what I say. As we're nearing the end of this edition of The Looking Glass, I would like to return to Nikki Silva. When I asked her if she had any advice for someone looking to begin their storytelling journey, her response astonished and inspired me. And I feel like it's the perfect conclusion for this clip show. Here now, Nikki Silva from the Kitchen Sisters. Well, I, I think try not, I think one of the really lucky, lucky things for, for the Kitchen Sisters, for Davia and for me, was that we... We really hadn't. We really didn't know much about uh, what was going on in the rest of the radio world. Um, we'd listened to a lot of FM radio music, but at that point in our town, NPR. We didn't. We didn't have NPR. We'd, we'd never heard NPR. Uh, we knew about it, but we'd never. We didn't listen to it. So and didn't really listen to the BBC. So we didn't really have this idea of what radio or storytelling should sound like except from our own worlds and I think that was a huge benefit because I think now there's so much good stuff happening out there I mean on every level and everyone is totally influenced by Ira Glass and Radio Lab and all the podcasts Love and Radio and all these people 99% Invisible all these people that are doing great creative things but you know there are things to learn from those people but it's it's important to try and move yourself to your own voice and and take your own style it may not be accepted right away i mean when you listen to ira glass tell his stories you know npr refused him for years and i mean he worked for npr as a reporter but he you know what when he wanted to do his own show they they turned him down 
so you know he was part of um, you know PRI for a long time and and WBEZ as you guys all know so uh, I, I just say take chances it's a good time to experiment you know be bold be brave be honest and 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 kind of listen to where you're coming from what do you love what's your obsession um, try to convince me try to draw me in and I think people will be there with you Working on this series has been an incredibly rewarding experience. Securing guests, editing shows, and meeting deadlines have challenged me in ways I never thought possible. In fact, I think it's safe to say that by working on this program, I'm slowly improving as a storyteller, which, quite honestly, is my ultimate goal. I hope one day to be as unique and inspiring as each one of my guests on this edition of the program. This edition of The Looking Glass was written, recorded, and edited by Peter Creighton. The Looking Glass was created by Steven Anderson and me, Peter Creighton. Many thanks go out to Eric Malinsky from Imaginary Worlds. His official website is imaginaryworldspodcast.org. Nikki Silva from The Kitchen Sisters. Her official website is kitchensisters.org And finally, many thanks goes to director Michel Gondry. His latest film, Microbe and Gasoline, is available on various streaming platforms. Go check it out. For more information on The Looking Glass, please visit our SoundCloud account at soundcloud.com slash lookingglasspodcast. You can also email the show at thelookingglasspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Peter Creighton, and cheers.